What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sons of Legends. It's your boy, Art Dog, here with your homeboy, MJ Gunna. Oh, what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? And we had a big week in wrestling this week. Two back-to-back pay-per-views. Two pretty awesome pay-per-views at that, Art. Three, if you want to count the UFC crowning the new champ since Khabib retired. Because I got to see a little bit of that. So... <laughs> I'll be telling y'all a little bit about that, and uh, Gunner's going to take the lead on Over Siege. And we under both Siege. Have, under Siege, I'm sorry. Impact's Under Siege, and we'll both be talking about Backlash. We got some things going on in NXT, some uh, title changes on SmackDown, so it was a huge week in wrestling. What? Oh, go ahead. Why are you whispering? <laughs> Why are you and, uh, whispering? First and foremost, we'd uh, like to say uh, rest in peace to uh, New Jack. ECW legend uh, passed away last week. Uh, yeah. They say he had a heart attack in his home. Died at 58, 59. What? I think it was 58 or 59 years old. Yeah. Uh, New Jack, uh, known for a lot of memories. He was the most uh, non PC New Jack could never wrestle these days. Mm-mm. Ever. There's no. no way uh he'd be able to wrestle nowadays because his matches were too much to handle. Like I think he's credited for one of the for being the first people to like go flying off things. I don't know. I don't know. Like through a but... table? Like diving no, off I, the scaffold. I remember, yeah, I remember like scaffold matches before him, mm-hmm. but I mean, he's the first one that literally tried to kill somebody. I mean, New Jack has made so many enemies over the years. Like, it's it's uh, it's incredible that he made it throughout all of that, all his childhood, his abuse, and everything he went through. But yeah, R.I.P. to New Jack. But uh, yeah, uh, despite the things that he's done and everything, I I believe in uh. What do they call it? Redemption. Uh, well, not redemption. Uh, yes, respect for the dead, as they say. And, you know, honoring uh, those who have passed on. So, I am uh, honoring uh, New Jack's uh, spirit. Yeah. I mean, uh, you got to give credit to where credit's due for what people have done for the wrestling business. Yeah, that's true. And, and we I've got heard, yeah, we got friends that have you know personal beefs with. But New I've Jack. heard as many people as many people say what a lousy guy was. I've heard other people say what a great person he was. Exactly. You know, it's two sides to every story, as they say. <laughs> always, it always is. I mean, some it's always somebody that's gonna look at you as an angel. Yeah. No matter how bad of a person you are. My thoughts and prayers are about his family right now. All right, go ahead. Let's jump into these pay-per-views, brother, before you bring the show down too far. All right. Because we had big things popping and little mm-hmm. things stopping. I uh, Under Siege was uh, last Saturday, and it was a pretty great card. I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, I've been thoroughly enjoying Impact's product as late, uh, almost as much, if not more, than WWE's at this point, and that's saying a lot because, you know, WWE's the main one that I watch, but I find myself anticipating a Thursday night more than any other night. <laughs> right. I mean, Impact be putting on some good stuff, and then with them being able to cross over with AEW on mm-hmm. certain things, it helps the product a lot. Yeah. All right. So it started off with uh, Brian Myers and Black Taurus from Decay with uh, Crazy Steve and uh, Rosemary with them. A few weeks ago, uh, Rosemary gave Brian Myers the death card, and that kind of uh, started this feud between them. It was a good match. Uh, ending comes when uh, Brian Myers sticks his hole, sticks his hands in uh, Black Taurus's uh, mask hole, and then gives him the roster cut. One, two, three, Myers wins. Yeah, I mean, it was time for him to move on from Matt Cardona anyway. Yeah. I mean, uh, that feud had had did as much as it could do in TNA, and it was time for him to move on. I don't know if Decay is the best way to move up the ladder. You know what I mean? Because that's a stagnant place to be at. I'd rather would have seen him in the six-pack challenge instead. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But... 
Um, I mean, it's a win for him. He yeah, hasn't... and I think, you know, the reason why I'm not really uh, big on this thing with the K is that he didn't have a partner. Right. It'd be different if it was uh, Black Tourist and Crazy Steve versus him and his partner. But, you know, just him and he goes over on uh, Black Tourist Which with, means he goes with over Crazy all Steve of and Decay out there. With Crazy Steve and Roland Mayer out there with the, him. You know, it just... I don't know, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. It yeah, kind of feels which, like it uh, was It means kind of, he goes over the whole group. It's kind of rushed, too. You know, this thing just started like a couple weeks ago. I don't know if it's over or not, but uh, yeah, I think it was just a way to get them all on the card there, as they say. Yeah. All right. But, uh, Taylor Wilde and Tennille Dashwood uh, with Caleb with a K on the outside beat Kimberly <laughs> and uh, Susan. Yeah, I mean... Uh, Taylor Wilde's having one of the better comebacks of the year. Absolutely. She's been on fire since she's been back, and she's been giving the business to Deanna Perrazzo and her crew. Yeah, like, I mean... The yeah. only matches she's had since she's been back have been with Kimberly and Susan. Yeah. She beat them both in singles and then this tag Which match. Which is letting us know that she's coming after Deanna Perrazzo, so you can look for that towards the Slammiversaries. Era, well, I hope that happens. And it seems to me that Taylor Wilde is the only person that even stands a chance to take that belt off Deanna Perrazzo. I love what they did with Deanna Perrazzo because as talented as all the knockouts are, which they are, they needed a mega star. And I feel like they have one in uh, Deanna Perrazzo. I think I finally understand why you and, you know, other Charlotte Flair fans have no problems if she, if she reigns on top, you know, for long periods of time. I mean, if a person looks like a champion or walks like a champion, carries himself as a champion, carries himself in the ring as champions, I mean, why change it? You know? That's what I'm saying. And even if Taylor Wilde isn't the one to take the belt off Deanna Perrazzo, I wouldn't even be mad. Me neither. I, I mean, mean Deanna's Deanna having is, a run, is having the run of of a lifetime there on Impact Wrestling right now. Dare I say, is rivaling Tyra Valkyrie's run. I mean, Tyra held the title for a whole year. You know. Yeah, but Deanna is having like a yeah, dominant, a dominating. Yeah, she run. pretty much cleaned out the division. Yeah, and I'm glad that they're uh, pushing, uh, that they're building Taylor Wilde to be a new contender for her and everything, a strong looking contender at that because she needs one. Right, even though uh, Taya Valkyrie had the belt for a long time, she still had a lot of help keeping mm-hmm. that belt. Deanna Perrazzo goes out there on her own in some um, of these matches. Not a lot, not not the ones that I've seen. Most of her matches uh, do involve Kimberly and Susan, which I feel like is great, too, because that keeps her she heel be, thing. She beat Jazz on her own. Yeah, she beat Bad Jazz. She beat Jazz on her own. She's beating, uh, she's beating Jordan Grace on her own. She's, I mean, I've seen her go out there and have matches on her own and win them joints without her sidekicks. Yeah, I get that. And, you know, I understand that, you know, a lot of people would uh, rather see her go out there by herself because she is that talented and the no, matches would be that great. But I want her to have the sidekicks because yeah, that, that's that what makes a heel. heel heat, right, that draws the heel heat. If she didn't have them, then she would have difficulties getting over as a heel because she's too likable. Exactly. You I know? mean, you don't want them to be to the point where they're... Such great heels that people start loving them so much. Mm-hmm. Then you have Stone Cold Steve Austin on your hands. <laughs> <laughs> but even with Kimberly and Susan, it's hard to dislike Deanna Perrazzo at yeah. this point. Like she's just. But Taylor Wilde is thing right but now. Taylor Wilde is coming in with on a house of fire, and yeah. I just, I just see that. This this is gonna be one that you gotta see. The to... I can't wait. If this match happens, a slam anniversary. <laughs> that would make the card for me. That would make the card for me. Because these two are the most dominant people in the division right now. And seeing them go at it for that title would just be a dream match for me right now. And, and they're they're great in the ring, too. Yeah, they are, both of them. All right, uh, Ace Austin and Madman Fulton defeated Petey Williams and TJP. Triple XL, that's uh, AC Romero and Larry D. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rahit Raju and Shira in a fatal four-way to become the number one contenders for the Impact Tag Team titles. Glad to see this result. 
Yeah, I think that uh, my guy Ace Austin and Madman Fulton have been running around. At first, they were kind of dominating the X Division because Madman Fulton was always around to help him whenever mm-hmm. he needed. But now that they're in a tag team, it makes sense with this tag team, too. One of the small, fast guys, yeah. a big, strong brute. I mean, the, dare I say, Enzo and Cass type yeah. tag team is kind of missing right now. The thing of it is, if Finn Juice is going to be around and they're going to hold the titles, they need challengers. And the Good Brothers are the obvious choice, but they beat them twice now. Yeah. And I feel like Ace Austin and Madman Fulton are a good, uh, good opponents for them to uh, face off against and everything. They'll be good. Uh, you know, it'll be a good matchup. Yeah, I don't think that they're gonna beat Finn Juice. Me but, neither. But at least not at, not they, the first time. But they need some challengers. I mean, right. and the tag team division down there does have some challengers that they can put up there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, I I think that uh, Violent by Design mm-hmm. is is a nice team and they're, you know, double XL and... Triple XL. I like the yeah, K. triple XL. I can see them getting a shot at them eventually. It, it's some teams out there. Yeah. Uh, I think that the team that probably will be the ones when they come back is probably... Uh, Willie Mack and uh, Rich Rich Swan. Yeah, well, that leads us into the next match, which was W. Morrissey and Willie Mack. Uh, Willie Mack's basically been in a W. Morrissey's face since since he got since there, he got back. You know, up the jobbers. No, I mean since uh, Rebellion when Willie Mack when uh, W. Morrissey pinned him. Yeah, you know they've basically been in uh, each other's face since then. And, you know, W. Morrissey's been there beating up the jobbers and everything. And uh, Willie Mack challenged him. And this was a good match. Uh, w. Morrissey goes over and he looks like he's getting uh, ready to attack Willie Mack again. And uh, Rich Swan comes out to uh, Willie Mack's rescue. Well, he, he got the attack off, but Rich Swan did come and rescue him. Yeah. And, uh, and so I'm thinking that. W. Morrissey is kind of staking his claim right now. I don't see him in the title picture or in not at the you moment. know any of that stuff. But I see him just being a menace to the to impact as a roster. Period. Mm-hmm. Just taking guys out left and right to prove a point. Mm-hmm. And Rich Swan's a good guy for him to get in there with. You know, Rich Swan's got some credibility and everything. And if we're gonna do something with W. Morrissey, uh, that'd be a good person to do it with. Rich Swan, as I said, he's got credibility. He's a uh, mainstay. He was affected on the watch. Right, and by him beating Moose for the title, we know that he can beat big guys. Mm -hmm. So, him getting a win over Rich Swan, because people still look at Rich Swan as he would be the favorite instead of being an underdog. Yeah, he would be. In this feud, he definitely would be. I don't see W. Morrissey getting a W. And if that happens, then that'd be the biggest upset of the year. Yep. Uh, next up was uh, Fire and Flavor uh, and Jordan Grace and Rachel Elring. We have new Knockouts Tag Team Champion. Period. You hear me? To Fire and Flavor is one of the reasons I tune in to Impact. I like Fire and Flavor a lot too. In my opinion, this is what a women's tag team champion should look like. They look good together in the ring. They compliment each other outside the ring. You know, they finish each other's uh, catchphrases and everything. And as I said, they work really well together in the ring. And I didn't really see the point of taking the belts off them to begin with. Like, Me either. There's a reason they're the face of this division. And that's because they're the best people for the job. You know, until a tag team comes along that is built and would be a better option than them. I think that they should keep running with fire and flavor. Yeah, we need to. They need to start building some teams as of right now. Yeah. I mean, Havoc and um, Nevaeh's out. Yeah, Havoc and Nevaeh just ain't cutting it as just the only team. You well, know what I mean? Well, Janelle Dashwood is trying to get Taylor Wilde to team with her, but it's well, not I'm working seeing, at the moment. I'm seeing. I'm seeing Taylor Wilde going after Deanna yeah. Parazzo, so Tennille Dashwood need to find her somebody else to skip to her <laughs> little wit. 
But I can see Jordan Grace and Rachel, and Rachel Elgin getting another shot. I, I mean, mean, that's cool, but I don't want them to win it. I don't want this to be a uh, one of them back and forth yeah. type of things where it uh, decredits the title. Yeah, that's, that's another good point. Like I said, I didn't really see the point of taking them off for them to begin with. Yeah, it would have been, I think it would have been stronger for them to get a couple shots and then take it later. Yeah, eventually, when I've Jordan Grace and Rachel Elring, uh, you know, really start clicking as a yeah, tag team and everything. That was the first as night team. as a team and everything. And uh, I feel like if they were to uh, give them more time to, you know, really gel together, then they could be the ones to take the titles off of them. You know, down the road. Yeah, you can't just throw a team together in one night like Braun and Nicholas. Like Charlotte and Asuka. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> yeah. All right. I agree. Uh, Josh, uh, next match, uh, Josh Alexander beats El Fantasmo for the X Division for the title. X Division title. Uh, this was a good match, a really good. Josh Alexander is what they is what they call him. He's a walking weapon. Walking weapon, man. Like that man will tear you apart in that ring. I mean, no disrespect to anybody who you know have gripe against it, but. This dude is the closest thing to Chris Benoit I've seen in a long time. Yeah, like his style. Mm-hmm. His right. style is so hard hitting and stiff. The, the, the right the, the suplexes, suplexes. He makes the, the chop look pretty yeah, hard. I mean. The, the submissions. Yeah. I mean, this dude is like a, a, just a mix of the He's Kurt got that technical Angle. Style. Yeah, that Kurt Angle, Eddie Guerrero, yeah. Chris Benoit style that we love to see. And yeah. Josh Alexander is a great representation of the X Division. I mean, I know how, how big we was on Ace Austin, but this dude is looking like a a million bucks. Yeah, right he now. does, man. This, this dude looks like some kind of killer in the ring. And El Fantasma, uh, I'm not really too familiar with his work. He's from uh, New Japan. He's a he's a member of the Bullet Club. He's been here on Impact uh, two weeks now. Won his debut, and then won the. The gauntlet uh, match the last week to get to uh, under siege to mm-hmm. get the shot. Yeah. So I like what I see for now. You know, I just uh, wait till I see some more of him to yeah, really form but, an opinion. I mean, Josh Alexander is is firing on all yeah. cylinders right now. And I'm glad that Josh Alexander kept this belt because that would have been the third belt on a person who's not on the Impact roster. Exactly, and we can't keep giving away the belts, or I'm gonna start thinking that impact is closing for good. I wouldn't. I would hate to see it. All right, Gian uh, Aparazzo uh, gets a W over Havoc. Yeah, I mean, I expected nothing less. Me neither. Great match, and Havoc. Nothing, nothing against Havoc. It's just the champs on I mean, the road. You yeah, can't just stop her. Havoc is one of those mainstays that's been around mm-hmm. for a while, so. You got to always look at her as a threat. Yeah. But at the same time, man, like like we said, Deanna Perrazzo is just out here shining so On a bright. different level right now, yeah. in my opinion. I mean, WWE, it seemed like they really dropped the ball with this one. They did. They <laughs> dropped it, and then Impact picked it up and ran they for the touchdown. ran with it. Like, she is firing on all cylinders right now. She makes the knockout title feel so important, and that's what a champion should really do. You know, they should carry their, their their title with pride, and she does that every and single time. Right. One or two champions to still be on the roster, yeah. her and Josh Alexander. All right. Uh, Eddie Edwards and Finjuice get the W over the the elite, uh, Omega and the Good Brothers, which surprised me, to be honest with you. Yeah, because Omega seems to not have lost yeah. a match in a long time. Can't remember the last one. But I'm pretty sure Carl Anderson took the pinfall. Yeah, I think it was Carl Anderson caught the Boston knee party. Yeah, the running so knee. It's it's not a loss yeah. for Kenny Omega. There was nothing really at stake for this one. Yeah. And unfortunately it looks like uh Omega and the Good Brothers might be going their separate ways over slowly building to it. Uh you know, Don Callis sometimes gets on them about losses. You know, you guys lost momentum, yada yada. Omega's like, okay, you guys are you guys have been winning matches because of me, and we need to get back on track. And I imagine this loss did not sit well with them. Right. That's mm-hmm. that's pretty much what it seems like they're leaning towards is Don Callis and Kenny Omega just being 
Don Callis. Which I have no problem with. Like, they're a great wrestler-manager combination. Man, I'll talk about, like, the the actual presentation that they have. He makes Kenny Omega look like he's bigger than life, which is what he needed, really. You know, to have somebody to hype him up. I mean... He didn't necessarily need it with all the belts he's carrying, but Don Callis put Is such a stamp on, on it. You can't, you can't not see it happening without him now. Mm-hmm. At this point, mm-hmm. I mean, when he yells "Kenny by God Omega," it's it's like it's God's greatest gift to earth. <laughs> and uh, news from uh, for uh, Kenny Omega, it will be him and Andrade at Triple Mania this year and for the Triple A Mega Championship. If if somebody knows, please hit us up at the Red Ghoul website and tell us how to order Triple Mania so I can get on that. That's a match that I should do be not want to miss. Omega and Andrade for the Triple A Mega Championship, man. This match should be a barn burner this too. This is a match I do not want to miss. Wait. That's something that I didn't. I mean, a year ago, we never thought we'd even see it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. And then the main event. Moose defeats Chris Bay, Chris Saban, Matt Cardona, Sammy Callahan, and Trey Miguel to become the number one contender for the Impact World Championship. Which was shocking to me because it seems that Sammy Callahan has the strongest story to go against Kenny Omega. It definitely does. He's been in Don Callis' face the last two and a half weeks. And Sammy Callahan had that match won until the Good Brothers pulled him out of the ring. And then Moose uh, gets the W after that. So it'll be Moose and Kenny Omega next month for the Against All Odds for the title. I don't see Moose winning this, unfortunately, because as you said, Sammy Callahan has the strongest storyline. And um, from what I hear online, Moose's contract's coming up in Impact in June. I, I hope that they resign him and he stays because he's an Impact staple. But... Moose is a, yeah. I mean, Moose is a viable contender, man. I, I mean, I can't say that I can't see him winning, especially with Sammy Callahan lurking around. He could always yeah. interfere some way. Yeah, it could be a three-way. I never, I, I never say never. Yeah, and I, I can believe Moose beating Kenny Omega. And Kenny Omega's done what he's supposed to do. Right. I mean, the longer he holds that belt, the worse it is for the company. Yeah, that is kind of true. And as I said, I can believe Moose beating Kenny Omega because Moose is twice Kenny Omega's size. Moose is faster than Kenny Omega. Moose and I is cannot see Kenny Moose Omega. being put in a one-wing angel. That's the thing. And we've never really, I've never really seen Kenny Omega face a big guy, big guy. You know, his opponents, are, to my knowledge, are always his size and smaller. So it'd be interesting to see how he deals with Moose. Wouldn't it? Yeah, that's... A very interesting dynamic. I mean, I can see him beating Sammy Callahan. Yeah. But I can't actually picture him beating Moose. You see, the thing of it is, is the reason why, why the reason why we can't picture these guys beating Kenny Omega is because the name Kenny Omega it just overshadows them no, pretty see, much. That's what I just said. I can see. Kenny beating Sammy Callahan, but I can't picture Kenny beating Moose. Because even, well, my opinion anyway, even though Kenny Omega's a bigger name than Moose is, Moose, you would believe that Moose could beat Kenny Omega just a, by yeah. the size alone. Yeah, you know? just and this alone. Got real, and his agility right. and, you know, he's just as agile as Kenny Omega is. There's nothing that Kenny does that Moose can't do. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, if you're going to go up against Kenny Omega and you don't have the the name as big as he does, you need an advantage. And I feel like Moose would have that advantage athletically. Yeah, I felt like it should have been Moose to begin with. Yeah, me too. With. I felt like he should have been the one to face Kenny Omega to begin with. But, uh, yeah, as I said, Under Siege, great show. And really enjoying Impact. Yeah, their storylines are actually marinating. They're cooking real good, so check out Impact. Mm-hmm. All right, man, let's jump over to Backlash. Actually, let's interlude and get some of this UFC stuff because we have a new uh, UFC lightweight champ, Khabib Nurmagomedov, retired. 
and he retired as champ undefeated. So that'll that feat will never be wow, that's seen incredible. again. Yeah, that's. I feel like he's probably the greatest lightweight of all time because nobody retires undefeated with the belt at the peak of their career where nobody believes that he could be beat. Mm -hmm. But Charles Oliveira versus Iron Michael Chandler and Oliveira pulls it off, man, in the second round and he's the new lightweight champ, so we got a new era. I mean, I feel like he's a good champ. But I feel like there's somebody in that division that's a lot better. I feel like the greatest lightweight in that division right now is Justin Gaethje. And when he gets his shot, it's going to be over. Mm -hmm. But what do I know? I'm just a huge MMA fan. (laughs) That's all. Um, Also, Edson Barbosa got a win off. Um, I see a lot of people that are sad that Tony Ferguson didn't get this win against Benil Dariush, and uh, people are saying it's probably, you know, somewhat over for Tony, but Tony's still a pretty young guy, pretty fit, and I think he can still go at it. Uh, We'll just have to see. But, um, yeah, that's some of that UFC stuff that was popping this weekend. We got a new lightweight champ. Mm -hmm. But we're going to jump into some of this backlash. And... um, we're going to talk about that pay-per-view, but before we get into that, um, SmackDown, dude. Uh, SmackDown had a huge title implication when it came to the women's tag team titles with Natalia and Tamina against Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. And uh, we finally got new women's tag champs, and it felt like a just a sigh of relief. That it was finally over with Nia and Shayna. I wouldn't exactly say a sigh of relief. I mean, I'm 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 sure that Natalia and Tamina are going to make good tag champs. I'm My worry sure. is for the division because it doesn't really matter who's tag champs if they don't have compelling challengers. Then we got an issue here. And I'm not sure that Tamina and Nia are going to be great tag champs. I'm not going to lie to you. People are behind Tamina because how can you not love Tamina who's been there for so long, been such a team player, just the backbone of every group she's ever been in and never really got her shot up front. Yeah. You, can, you can't, but let's be honest. Has Tamina ever compelled you on the mic? Has Tamina ever you know, made you say, wow, in a match. Has Tamina ever done any of that? We all love Tamina because she's been around so long, we kind of grew up with her, so to speak. I feel like Tamina is a very credible wrestler, dog. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't feel like she's ever had a wow moment. I feel like WrestleMania was her first wow moment for real. Yeah, well... And... I don't. I'm not confident that her and Natty are gonna make good tag team champions. I mean, without... they built they built Natalia and Tamina up to be, you know, credible a uh, credible tag team over the last few weeks. You know, they're getting in the chance face. They had a couple of victories and everything. Like they did what they could to make them feel like credible uh, tag team, like credible tag team. And, and, and to be honest, that's the best work that they've done with almost any tag team that they've had. And you see, that's the issue. You know, I think, you know, it's great to see new tag champs, but that's not really going to help if the other tag teams in the division aren't really uh, operating at that level. But see, that's what I'm saying. At this point, at, at this point, it feels like any of those teams that were in that office could beat Tamina and Natalia. It feels I don't like, feel like that. No way. I feel like... Whether it's Lana and Naomi, whether it's Dana and uh, and Mandy, or whether it's whoever, I feel like any of them stand a chance at this point. Because Nia Jax had beat all those teams so many times that you just felt like it was never going to be... So if they got so if they repeatedly get so if they, if they repeatedly get smashed, and how do they gain momentum? None of them teams really have the momentum behind them. And, and that's the thing. They don't have any teams to go against the game momentum but each other. So they're always going to be costing at each other, you know, 
it's always going to be at one another's cost. Well, I'm not really too big on the women's tag team division in WWE, to be honest with you. you know, I'm big on Tamina like... winning her first title. That's probably the best thing about this title change. Yeah. Is Tamina winning her first title? Like in I said, WWE. I feel like Natty and Tamina, Tamina, they work well together, and they'll be, you know, good champions. Better, better than any other option. That's for sure. I mean, the only other options that I see are all in NXT. Yeah, but uh, another thing is with Nia, with them losing the tag titles, I feel like Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler could be. Better used on Raw chasing Rhea Ripley, you know? Rhea Ripley versus Nia Jax would be a pretty good match. Rhea Ripley versus Shayna Baszler would be a pretty good match. I feel like they, 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 they kind of ran their course as a team and they should uh, help out with uh, putting the, the more meat into the Raw women's division, uh, chasing the title and everything. But what about Reggie? Well, Reggie can still run with Nia, I guess, because at the moment... Yeah, that'd be cool, of an actual male manager, female wrestler. Because at the moment, the three people on top are on the Raw, on the raw side are Asuka, Rhea, and Charlotte Flair. Rhea Ripley's already beaten Asuka and Charlotte Flair now in that triple threat match. Yep. And... You know, what are, we, what are we supposed to do? Uh, they kind of painted themselves into a hole with this one because on Raw this week, they said Charlotte gets the, the one-on-one if she beats Asuka, and she did not beat Asuka. So does this mean Asuka gets yet another title shot? Right. You know, yeah, we've kind of seen this, uh, this thing with Asuka and Rhea Ripley a few times, and Asuka was the one to get pinned in that triple threat. You know, she's kind of all over the place on, on top of the Raw women's division right now. You know, you don't know if you're coming or going. Who should get the shot? Right. Well, let's jump into backlash since you're talking about it because that's how the pay-per-view started off with Oscar, Rhea, and Charlotte and that triple threat match. And uh, in actuality, Rhea pins Oscar. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it was a good match. It was what you expected out of a good match. You expect me and Gunner to argue the whole time. You expect the match to go somewhere everywhere. You expect uh, big spots and moon salts and riptides and Oscar locks and mm-hmm. figure eights and all. And, and you got what you expected. It was a great match. It exactly. was. And Rhea Ripley gets the W over Oscar, pinning Oscar, so she retains... Super excited to see that. Which gives Charlotte that, well, I didn't get pinned. But she lost the number one contenders match the next night on Raw. That's why why it makes no sense sense. to me. Yeah, that's why. Why would they do this? I don't get it. But okay. Neither do I. Uh, and then the SmackDown tag team title match was Ray and Dom versus Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. And earlier in the night. Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, they attacked Dominic Mysterio and laid him out so he's uh so he couldn't come out at the beginning. You know, he's with the trainer and everything. Ray tells yeah, him, you know, Ray don't keeps come out. Telling him to, to yeah. stay back there. So he's got it. It was a handicap match at first and Dolph and Robert, you know, they just had their way with uh, Ray Mysterio. They beat the living the living heck out of him. And then Dom comes uh, limping out there and gets on the apron, he's ready to go. And then he gets tagged in and Gets beat up some more. (laughs) Beat up some more, but eventually hits the frog splash. One, two, three. Off of of Ray 619, he hit a great frog splash. We have new SmackDown Tag Team Champions. The first ever father-son tag team champions. I am super excited for this. I feel like the way they did this with Dom getting laid out, then he comes out all heroic and everything, gave him some major wrestling cred, makes him look tough. It makes him look durable. Uh, it just they just made Dominic Mysterio look pretty great right there, and I'm glad to see Fresh Blood have a SmackDown Tag Team Championship. They are my that is my favorite uh, uh tag team division on the main roster. Yeah, you know? they've been doing really yeah, good on the uh, SmackDown Tag Team side because it took me a minute. To get used to the dirty dogs, but yeah. once you got used to them, you were like, I can see why. Yeah, I get and, it. Yeah, I can see Dolph and uh, Robert going at it again. I can see, um, I can see uh, Alpha Academy getting a shot at yeah, them. I, I can, can see, see the those. Street Profits coming back at them. Like 
the the doors are open again in the SmackDown tag team division. You know, they're kind of closed for a second because the Dirty Dogs, they've beaten everybody. But they're open again, and I'm glad to see it. Well, yeah. I don't remember them really getting a win over the Alpha Academy, but they did get a win over them in that Fatal 4 way. Well, they can't challenge them, Mark. Two yeah. heels don't work. Normally, but yeah. I'd like to see that go go down, but... At the same time, you know, what they did with Dominic and uh, and Ray is, is great. It's one of those feel-good mm-hmm. moments, one of those history-making moments. I mean, we had called this a long time ago. Yeah. And um, I'm just glad that they let it happen because I can't think of another time where this is ever going to happen, where a father and son team are going to ever be Not in WWE. In WWE at the same time. I mean... They could have did it first with the gun club. They missed a chance. <laughs> but, yeah, it's already, it's done. It's over. Uh, and now we got to see if they actually can keep them. Yeah, That's like, the let's, whole thing, let's go ahead and let them have a little bit of a run. Yeah, it's a lot of good teams. I don't know if they're going to get one, man. There's some good teams yeah, out here. They're, they're firing at them. Dolph and Robert, this is not over. This and ain't then, over. And then if they get by them... Otis looking like a pretty mean monster right now. He yeah, looks hungry, I'm too. I'm telling you, he's ready to eat, boy. Yeah. We know how much he like ham. We're going to see if he <laughs> like Mexican. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, it can go down. Yeah. All right. Uh, Damian Priest defeated The Miz in the Lumberjack wow. match with the Zombies. Uh, okay, so The Miz and Morrison are talking backstage and everything. And then uh, Morrison says he's going to go talk to the Lumberjacks. And he opens the door to talk to the Lumberjacks. And he sees all these zombies and everything. Uh, apparently, Batista sent his friends from his new movie. No, Batista know. sent the tweet that said he had nothing to do with that. Do you think he would book zombies? Heck no. no. Batista tweeted and said he had nothing to do with that. But well, he's the promoting- first tweet he said is, I'm sorry I can't make it, but I sent some friends in my place. He's um like what promoting like what do you mean by movie, that thing? Army of the Dead or whatever cuz a lot of people were on the internet bad blaming him for the Well, he should stuff. be. You know, he he basically <laughs> said I'm not there, but I sent some friends in my place. You just happen to be starring in a zombie movie and zombies just happen to show up after you send friends in your place. Don't give me that, Batista. <laughs> what's funny is in this match, they spent more time fighting the zombies than each other. Yeah. Well, we've seen Damien Priest in the maze a million times. I'm just glad that it's over. I Priest been, says he's I coming would. at a, a champion or something. He's done with them when he beat Morrison in the Lumberjack back on, on the Lumberjack match on Raw. I'm just glad that he's moving on because I can see Priest getting a really good shot of Sheamus right now because he is undefeated. The Miz uh, hurt his leg in that match yeah, with them zombies. Tore an ACL. He's going to be out for a while. And I really think this is going to do him some good. Me too. You know, the Miz will come back uh, anew, as they say. Yeah, he'll be you know, refreshed. He'll be they'll, be, they'll be forgotten about this long losing streak he's been yeah, on. Yeah, he can come back. Been, I don't think he's won a match since he won against, like, Jeff Hardy on yeah, Raw. Yeah, I think it was a SmackDown match. It was the last one he actually won clean or just won it all. But uh, as I said, he could come back, uh, repackaged. Well, not exactly repackaged, but, you know, yeah, coming off the shelf again. Who right. He is. Right. Remind people who he is. You know, he could put this ugly losing streak behind him. And uh, it's actually pretty big. Uh, this is the first injury in his career where he's actually going to see some time off. Or have to have surgery. Or have to have surgery, you know. So we definitely wish him a speedy recovery. Definitely. And we wish him the best when he gets back. I, but, Miz, you don't pull a Triple H on us, man. Don't come back super jacked. <laughs> a lot of people go away and then come back like they ate the old person. <laughs> Alright, so uh, Bianca Belair uh, defeats Bailey for the Sm- in the SmackDown Women's Championship match. This was good for Bianca, I think. I think yeah. Bianca uh, needed this win. She needed a formidable contender. And yeah, Bailey that's true. Always is a formidable contender and brings the best out of a lot of these girls. 
Yeah, that's true. Bailey was definitely the best option to challenge Bianca. You know, Bianca's title reign is new, and she needed a someone with credibility to uh, be that first uh, title win, and she got that with Bailey. Yeah, and Bailey tried to roll her up twice by holding on to the ropes. Uh, the ref caught her the second time, and then she tried to use Bianca's hair. And then Bianca used her own hair to roll her up. Mm-hmm. And uh, people are speculating that this might lead to a hair versus hair match. I don't want to see Bailey bald. Uh, but she can pull it off, man. Yeah, if Molly Holly could do it, it, she could do it. Yeah, she could pull it off. Uh, I guess that idea would kind of have to grow on me a little bit. You know? If Molly could do it, she could do it. Yeah, Serena did it. Yeah, that's true. It wouldn't be the first time. No. Alright, uh, Bobby Lashley gets the W over Braun Strowman and Drew McIntyre. Retains the WWE title. Great match. Yeah, everybody kind of expected Braun to take the pin. We just didn't know from who. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't expect Bobby to lose this one. Uh, he's beaten both of them for real. Mm-hmm. Uh, people really forget about the feud that Braun and Bobby had. Uh, a while ago where they were like putting each other through stages yeah. and all types of stuff like that. That was pretty long lasting too. Yeah, Bobby went through the LED board that uh, Sunday night though. Yeah. I'm glad he came out of there okay. I mean, he got the wind coming out of there. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Bobby shows up near the end of the match, hits the spear on Brian right. Strowman. One, two, three. Claymore. Right. He gets in, throws Drew out, and then hits a spear and gets the pin. I don't. I don't really know where this is leading to next because this is technically the second shot that Drew McIntyre has had with Bobby Lashley, and even though he did not get pinned. You know, I, I just I just don't know. I mean, I get that uh they uh they added Braun Strowman to this to kind of make the few still seem fresh, you know, right. add a different element to it. And not just that, probably to take the heat off of anybody that was gonna take the take mm-hmm. the pin between Drew and Bobby. They don't want any mm-hmm. one of them to take the pin. But then they turn around and on Monday Night Raw, Bobby comes out with these four girls celebrating. And MVP's talking about he's issuing an open challenge. Got everybody hyped that he's life in a defender belt again. Then Kofi gets Kofi answers the challenge, which all these people were saying they were gonna answer the challenge, but Kofi Kingston answers it. And then ends up pinning Bobby Lashley. He's the first person to pin Bobby in months. I think it's been close to a year since Bobby Lashley has uh, has had a pinfall loss. He was not pinned as since U.S. Drew, champion. Since he got pinned by Drew yeah, last at like year, last uh, year's backlash. backlash. Yeah. But anyway, definitely do not get why they did this. Why they would have Kofi pin the WWE champion. It does nothing for nobody. If anything, it tarnishes Bobby just a little bit. I mean, yeah, it was by distractions or whatever, but a loss is a loss. Yeah. And it doesn't really and to do... lose to Kofi Kingston. It doesn't really do Kofi Kingston any good because he got the win through shenanigans. And to be, to be completely honest, I just, I just don't get why they would have the WWE champ drop to Kofi like that. I mean, I get Kofi's a veteran and Kofi's very decorated. But he hasn't been in the world title picture since he got smashed by Brock. And they're trying to thrust him right back into it. That's the thing. You know, uh, he hasn't, uh, he hasn't been with the world title since he got, since he got smashed in 30 seconds by Brock. You know, they did nothing to, uh, keep his singles, even his singles momentum going, you know. Because the second he lost, he went right back back to the the new day. Not even a mid-card title to, uh... It'll kind of help keep his singles run alive. And I just, and he won the tag titles and got drafted with him. I just don't see the point of trying to put Kofi Kingston back in the WWE title picture right now. And you've done nothing but try to uh, knock him back down the card since he lost the title. The only thing I can think of is they needed a fresh face. 
like baby face to face Bobby Lashley because Drew's the most popular face that they have. I doubt and it's who's gonna... next in line after Drew is the That's most the popular. Thing. That's the thing. And who's next in line after Drew to uh, be a credible challenger for Bobby Lashley? Like AJ's running with the tag titles. Randy Orton's running around with Matt Riddle. Uh, he's beating Braun Strowman. It just... And other than Drew McIntyre, I can't really see anybody on Raw posing a threat to Bobby unless Damian Priest makes his way up there. You know, makes his way into the WWE title picture. Right, because we just don't see Kofi getting it done. Yeah. But I, I'm pretty confident it's going to be Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre inside that Hell in the Cell, which is going to be next month. It kind of got moved up this year. It's not in October anymore. It's in June. All right, so the last match on the card was Roman Reigns and Cesaro for the Universal title. I mean, everything we expected. Hard-hitting, great match. Uh, close to not knowing who was going to win at certain points, and Roman pulls it off. I just couldn't imagine Cesaro taking the belt off of Roman, especially at a side pay-per-view. You know, I, I call the major four the main pay-per-views, and the rest of them are sides. This is the reason why I was kind of hoping that they would let Cesaro marinate a little bit in the main event scene before getting a shot at Roman, you know. So when he does get that shot... We believe him as a challenger for the Universal title. We believe that he could take the title off of uh, Roman Reigns. At that, at this point, we didn't really think so. And I wouldn't say everything we expected because Roman Reigns got this win clean. Yeah. And I would have bet money Roman Reigns was not going over clean. Nah, man. I mean, I feel like ever since he got that guillotine... I mean, even then, no Jay Uso gets involved in every one of his matches. Art, he does. He was at WrestleMania. He was at all the other, uh, especially title matches. Like you don't except like, the one against Brian Daniel Bryan. He yeah, got that one clean at Survivor Series. Wait, no, never mind. It wasn't at Survivor Series. It was, it was on SmackDown. Right, it was SmackDown a few weeks ago. Okay, got that one clean. Right, Edge and Edge and Daniel. Hmm. Jay Uso was involved there. Like, you don't really expect to see Roman Reigns in title matches without seeing Jey Uso out there to uh, lend a hand, as they say. And he did it this time, clean as a whistle. Yeah, that's Choked true. him out on the guillotine. Yeah. I mean, I guess passing out ain't the same as tapping out, so mm-hmm. they can always say they never gave up. Yeah, that's true. That's one of those heelish wins, at least because... Come on now, you know WWE will give you 50,000 roll-up pins in one night. And it will. Not just, not just roll-up pins, disqualifications, count-outs. We don't never have no definitive winner. But who do you Unless see? Unless they get an RKO. That seems like the only time we get definitive winners. But who do you see coming at Roman Reigns next? Do you think this is over with Cesaro? Nah, this can't be over with Cesaro, but they planting them seeds with Seth Rollins, though, and I'm getting interested. That would be the main one. That would be the big uh, feud that I would like to see. Maybe Rollins goes face again. They planting those seeds, man. Rollins steady uh, somehow ending up in Roman's face. Yeah, maybe Rollins goes face again. Because I like Rollins as a face. I like Rollins as a heel. You know, he could work either one, in my opinion. And he would be a pretty credible challenger for Roman at this I point. Don't even, Probably. I don't even think that Rollins has to be face to do it. Roman's such a heel. That anybody he faces almost automatically turns that way. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Now, how do you feel about Jimmy Uso? You know, what do you what do you think's going on there? I want that shirt. That's how I feel. <laughs> he I shows already, up on SmackDown this week. Baby. The shirt says "Nobody's bitch." I swear to God, it's gonna be his new catchphrase or something. Yeah, because he keeps saying it, man. Yeah, I ain't he heard that word. That many times on SmackDown. Yeah, Especially saying, now that they on Fox. That's yeah. crazy. Between saying that and he calls Jey Uso Roman Reigns' this bitch. And uh, that's just his new, his new catchphrase I guess. But uh, I would love to see the Usos go for the SmackDown tag team titles. Get them. And we see the faction we've, all, we've always been dreaming about. Heal Roman Reigns and heal Usos all together. Dominating a show, that that'd be crazy. I'm here for it. It definitely would be, and I'm here for it too, dog. I mean, but 
We got to get over this hump. This the same way that Jay started off before he got to understand. <laughs> yeah, Roman you, just got to make him understand. Yeah, uh, Jay tried to fight it off too. But yeah, Roman Reigns just got to go ahead and uh, drill it in there, man. Yeah, he got to be some sense into him. <laughs> got to show him, bro. You got to listen to your elders. Right. I'm calling the shots here. And it was so funny that he kept saying, you think you could do what I do? <laughs> Do it then. Do it then. Here, take the universal title and defend it against Cesaro tonight. Just do it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, two really great pay-per-views this weekend. Yeah, Really enjoyed dope. them. Also, man, NXT was cracking too, man. They mm-hmm. had some good stuff going on there with, um, of course, you know, we've been on a high ever since Candice and Indy won those tag team titles. They weren't on there this week. And then... Uh, or last week. Yeah, let me get to it. We've been on a high ever since that. But then when Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory took out Karrion Cross, I really thought it was something major. And I thought Karrion Cross was just going to smash Austin Theory. But he actually had a pretty good match with him. Yeah, Austin got his little moves in here and there and everything. But uh, it was pretty one-sided in my opinion. Like, Karrion Cross didn't break a sweat. You know, that's kind of the way that I thought that this match would go. Like, Austin Theory is a credible wrestler, but... I thought he wasn't going to get no offense. His character is kind of played off as... Goofy. uh, Goofy, right. You know, I don't really see him uh, giving a champ much of a challenge. Yeah, that's why I was surprised that he got any offense off at all. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? And he was actually getting... It actually was a two-segment match. That's how Mm -hmm. much offense he got off. Because you can't just get beat on for two segments. Yeah. Or you end up like John Cena after SummerSlam. <laughs> but, yeah, that was dope. Um, which leads into Johnny Gargano running into Bronson Reed, attacking him later on. And they end up announcing that him and Johnny was going to have a cage match on this week's uh, NXT for the North American title. And this dude did it, man. I kept saying that this was Vince McMahon type of dude, Bronson Reed. Yeah. And he finally took the belt. I mean, I'm just happy that Gargano finally got a run with it. I'm sad that he don't get to carry the belt while Indy and Candace get the belts because that would have been awesome. Mm. We never got to really see them all together. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, I'm glad Johnny got a run with it. And uh, Bronson Reed, uh, he's a pretty good choice to be uh, the mid-card champ. I like Bronson Reed. I mean, he had been winning matches lately, right? Right, you know, he's built, you know, he's been built for it uh, momentum-wise and everything, you exactly. know. He's in a pretty good space in the company. Right. And I'm glad that uh, somebody who was actually built for it is uh, taking the title off of Johnny. You know, good things have to come to an end eventually. And unfortunately, Johnny Gargano's reign ended this week. It did. I'm sad, but it's all right. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's the main stuff that I wanted to get to. Anything else you want to get to, bro? Uh, not that I can think of, no. All right, then. Tell her where to reach you. Uh, Matt Lazy on Facebook. Matt Lazy 677 on Instagram. Our dog one on Instagram. Our dog 3 on Twitter. Arthur Quinn on Facebook. Make sure you listen to regular episodes at redgold.net and on SoundCloud live. every Tuesday live at 9 o'clock Central. Live! It'll be on that joint. Make sure you go to the website. You at redgool.net and visit uh, the Facebook page at RGTR. This is the Sons of Legends and we'll holler at you guys next week. Thank you guys for listening. Peace out. Peace.